0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding B G podcast, episode 106. And to give you a timestamp, as I do for every episode, today is Monday, December 18th, and we're about 13 hours removed from the Washington Commanders losing to the Los Angeles Rams, 20 to 28, in a game where the score honestly didn't reflect how much of a shellacking that we took in that game so the title of this episode we're gonna call this rammed we're gonna call this rant because that's exactly what the los angeles rams did to us yesterday they rammed us in our shit pause they rammed us in our shit and as i said and it's starting to be a recurring theme in every episode and we're in the dog days of the season at this point guys because looking up yesterday it was around 3 30 i looked up and said I have never been more uninspired to watch a Washington Commander football game. You only get 17 of these throughout the year, and I live for Washington football. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I interact with so many people on social media. I love Washington football to the death of me. But like so many seasons that we've seen before, like the 2019 season, the 2013 season, come December, this shit is miserable as fuck. This shit is completely miserable. And at this point, you only watch the Washington Commanders for draft positioning and fantasy football purposes. Because everything else is fucking ass. It's all bad here, y'all. It's all bad here. I told y'all a couple weeks ago, we not losing, a, we not winning another game. I think I told y'all that after the Dallas-Dombo Carbos game. Well, guess what? We've been 0-2 since. We've been 0-2 cents. on the way to lose the next three games that we have. Like, we down bad. And if you guys are true Washington Commander fans, let me know. Does this se- season seem eerie to the 2013 Mike Shanahan blowout year, or the 2019 Jay Gruden blowout year? Because we know Ron Ver- Rivera about to go. Diana Rossini dropped some fucking news like, like like it was some shit that we haven't known for months. She dropped a report on Saturday talking about how Ron was expected to be fired. No shit, Sherlock. No shit, Sherlock. And then when you see performances like yesterday when your team is completely inept for three quarters, you starting to question why, or well, I started to question why I think that this team is going to win any games. You start to come to the fruition that you're actually surprised that they have won four games. How did this team start off two and zero? Like this is bad. We are down bad. As I mentioned, this is episode 106 of the Bleeding b Podcast. And before we get too deep into the nitty-gritty of this episode, be sure to like, be sure to comment, be sure to subscribe. On the road to 2,000 followers. Um, and, you know, we're going to be giving you out some fire content, um, no matter how shitty of the product the Washington Commanders put out there. Because we can't help it. We can't help it. We're in, a, we're in an abusive marriage. Come every fall through winter. The Washington Commanders come in, beat the shit out of my morale, they beat the shit out of my pride, and I come back crawling, come back crawling every year around August. I am insane. <clears throat> As I mentioned before, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. And I don't know why the fuck I keep supporting these sorry ass commanders expecting them to win anything. I'm starting to realize that shit will never happen in my life. No matter the ownership change, this organization is screwed. This organization is screwed. You might be like, oh, Jalen, you're being dramatic, da da, da da Bro, we haven't won a game, uh, thir- 11 games in over 30 years. The only NFL team to do that. The only NFL team to do that. Believe it to you guys, I'm being dramatic. Shit been the same story for the last 30 years. Yeah, you might get a one-off year with RG3. You might get a one-off year where you win five games at the end of the season like 2005. You might get a one-off year where you fucking make the playoffs because the rest of the division is some fucking shit like 2020. That's not the recipe for sustained success. But we become so complacent. And we've been so used to such a fucking bad product over here in Washington that we don't see it. Or we refuse to admit it because we got scorn fan syndrome. We, were, we refuse to speak on the things that our eyes are telling us. For example, let's get into the quarterback play. Sam Howell had 11 for 26. He was 11 completions for out of 26 attempts. For one touchdown and one interception for 102 yards. Well, guess what? Sam Howe wasn't the only quarterback that played yesterday. Because Jacoby Brissett finally got his chat. Jacoby Brissett went 8 for 10 for 124 yards and two touchdowns. So in 16 less attempts, Jacoby Brissett had 22 more yards, one more touchdown, and one less interception than Sam Howe. And this is what I mean when I say that we all down bad. Because we know Jacoby Brissett ain't the fucking answer. And Newsflash, y'all, Sam Howell ain't the answer either. I'm sorry to say it. I've been saying it for about two, three weeks now. And I know you guys are going to go pull up old tweets and old clips. So let me get out in front of it before. After the Seattle Seahawks game, I came on here. And told everybody listening, and everybody that would lend an ear to me, that Sam Howell was the franchise. Yes, I did. Sam Howell ain't did shit since that Seattle game, but throw interceptions and pick sixes. Sam Howell has a two to six touchdown to interception ratio since the Seattle Seahawks game. Yeah, I know you got a couple of Russian touchdowns in there, but guess what? That shit ain't sustainable, bruh. This ain't no Lamar Jackson. This ain't Michael Vick. Yeah, they do count, but that shit is not sustainable. And I know it's Washington Washington football fans, Commander fans, whatever the fuck you want to call us. Don't call us the goddamn Commodores like Buddy on the broadcast called us yesterday. Nigga called us the Commodores. And this is what I mean when I say that we all down bad. Nigga thought Lionel Richie was playing on the field yesterday. Hello? We getting our ass whooped and then we getting called the Commodores. Shit was all bad, bro. Shit was all bad. As I mentioned, though, since the Seattle Seahawks game, Sam has been dog shit. Sam has been dog shit. And with a top four pick like we have right now. You would be a fool not to look at a quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft. You would be a fucking fool. Because you know what? Having a top five pick and not selecting the quarterback because you think you might be okay at that position. You know what that that leaves you with? Fucking Chase Young. Fucking Chase Young. And we saw how that played out. And we saw how that played out. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I was so uninspired to watch that fucking football game yesterday. And I honestly understood why. Because this offense is fucking abysmal. We know the defense is booty butt cheeks. We know that. We know we got one of the worst defenses in NFL history. We know that. Even though that defense was supposed to be the one winning us games at the beginning of this year. Looking back, if you would have told me in August that this would have been the 32nd ranked defense, somebody would have slapped the shit out of you. But guess what? That's the case. That is the case. That is the case. Going back, uh, And I'm going to be all over, guys, because I have so many thoughts about this team. And as I mentioned to you guys before, I'm so checked out. But I'm about to start running victory laps. Because I told y'all some of this shit was going to come to his head. I told you some of this shit was going to come and rear his ugly head. Organizational malpractice. Y'all know that's our favorite saying. Those are our favorite two words. We got fucking Eric B out there fucking calling every, every every fucking... He just ignores the shit out of the run game, bro. Like, shit is embarrassing. First, first three plays, three and out. Three straight passes, three and out. Rams get the ball, score. You had a deficit from the jump. You had a deficit from the jump. Then you start Antonio Gibson. Brian Robinson doesn't play, who's been your best offensive player. So you started, you were at a deficit coming off the team playing, to be honest. But then you give Antonio Gibson, what, four carries for 15 yards? Four carries for 15 yards. But you're going to tell me you're going to try to establish some type of run game. Then you get Chris Rodriguez, three carries for 35 yards. I mean 10 carries for 35 yards, excuse me. But we abandoning the run when our quarterback out there throwing fucking ducks. Throwing fucking Donald and Daffy ducks out that motherfucker yesterday. But we gonna keep dropping him back. Get his brains fucking beat in. And I don't know that if that I've mentioned it before. And I know it is hindsight. Yes, it is. I know it's revisionist history because I didn't say anything at the time. But, you know, we're boots on the ground every home game at FedEx Field. So, if you guys can go back to the New York Giants game, the second game at home. Sam Howell took a hit after the whistle near the goal line. I think it was Xavier McKinney where he started the whole brawl and things like that. Sam Howell hasn't been right since that moment. Sam Howell has not been right since that moment. Now, was it that play? And looking back at the replay, I went back and looked at the replay yesterday. Excuse me. It didn't seem like the biggest hit. He did fall directly on his stolen shoulder, though. And he got up cradling his arm a little bit. He got up cradling his arm a little bit. He didn't miss any snaps. I don't know if he missed one snap, but he didn't miss many snaps after that. But he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't been the same since. Now, I don't know if that was that one-off incident because he did get fucked up. And like I said, it wasn't a huge hit, but he did fall directly on his throwing shoulder. Oh, I don't know if it's just accumulation of hits that he's been taking all season, getting his blame fucking blasted in with this shitty-ass offensive line. With this shitty-ass offensive line. But guess what? At this point, I don't know if just getting the best left tackle in the draft is going to do too much. I don't know. Because we might have broken our young QB. We might have broken him. And what I mean by that is because Sam is clearly still shocked in the pocket right now. The footwork is bad. The processing is bad. The processing is slow. He's going back to having an internal clock of a fucking sloth. He's missing wide open guys. Go look at in his uh, t- uh, interception. He had Antonio Gibson wide open in the flats. Not only did he miss him as his initial read, he rolled out Antonio Gibson looking at him in his fucking face. (coughs) And he misses that. Then he tries to force feed a ball to Terry McLaurin. And it gets intercepted. Sam Howell looked like a fifth round quarterback yesterday. Sam Howell looked like a fifth round quarterback for the last month. So, yes, I did call him the franchise a month ago. But I'm sorry that my opinions have changed as I've received new data. I'm not this guy that's just gonna die on a on a fucking lonely ass hill. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm a realist. And the real honest thing about this team is that we're fucking suck. We fucking suck. We might be the worst team in the NFL at this very moment. No, the Panthers still exist. But even the Panthers won yesterday. Even the Panthers won yesterday. And no, I'm not gonna sit here and say that, oh, Jacoby Brissett has been, should have been starting this whole year. I, I'm not that. And I didn't I didn't walk away from that game yesterday with that belief. But it is something to say that you finally got a quarterback that's able to hit your number one wide receiver. Because it looked like Sam had a fucking force shield in the ball, a fucking magnet that just that just fucking didn't attract to Terry McLaurin. And not only was Jacoby Brissett finding Terry McLaurin, he was finding him downfield. As I told y'all before, Terry McLaurin ain't been running the sharpest routes this year. But go back. Go back to my episodes at the beginning of this year, during training camp and things like that. I said though why he is while he is getting older. He'll be entering his age 29 season like next year. I feel like Terry McLaurin hasn't unlocked some of his downfield passing capabilities that we've had with the quarterback play. And I thought that that was going to be something that Sam unlocked with, you know, that big arm. His propensity to throw the deep ball. Well, you fucking shitting me. That ain't the Sam Howard that I've seen in the last month. Jacoby Bissett just came in that bitch dropping back bombs over Baghdad to Terry McLaurin twice. Do y'all realize that Terry McLaurin had his career high in yards yesterday? His career high for a game in yards yesterday? And that was essentially off two bombs? Something that I've told you Terry McLaurin could have been doing for years. Not just this year. Because i be a fool to come on here and say that Terry McLaurin ain't been clamped some, some games. He has. He has. Most notably the Seattle Seahawks game. Devin Witherspoon was giving him hell. But this is what happens when you give your number one wide receiver a shot. There's a reason why Terry McLaurin is the number one wide receiver, making damn near $23 million a year. And while he might not be this elite separator, one thing he is an elite at is contested catches. And you saw Jacoby Brissett give him the opportunity to make those type of plays yesterday. And Terry came down with it. Hats off to you. Hats off to you. And I'm not gonna come on here and say that I was eating Crow. Because Terry, you have been getting clamped. But y'all don't want me coming on here running my victory lap either. Because I've said that Terry McLaurin has a lot to be unlocked in the downfield passing game. And we saw it yesterday. And we saw it yesterday. Not only is he getting paid $23 million, not only is he a dog, I've told y'all before, yeah, we were harsh on him this season. I love Terry McCormick more than all of y'all. I'm just the realist. I'm not going to be delusional when I see that he's getting clamped. But another one of the reasons that he's the wide receiver one on this team is because we wasted the 16th pick in the first round last year on a fucking scrub. The number one play yesterday, Deontay Banks' voice. Did number one play yesterday in my Deontay Banks voice? And you guys know, number one, we're referring to the almighty Han Solo, Jahan Dotson. Fuck out of here, bro. You suck, bro. You suck. Go back to the Buffalo Bill game. I think that was week three. We're at week 15. So that was 12 weeks ago. So I've been telling y'all for three weeks, or three months, excuse me, I've been telling y'all for three months that Jahan Dotson has been getting his ass clamped. Corners just be sending Jahan Dotson to the fucking shadow realm. Jahan Dotson had one more catch and 12 more yards than me yesterday. And he seems to be getting a pass. Everybody hard on Terry. True. Terry doesn't have that first round pedigree. Terry's earned this check. What the fuck has Jahan Dotson done? Whenever somebody wants to come to the defense of Jahan Dotson, they always bring up 2022. Like, we not two weeks away from 2024. And it ain't like he had this fucking astronomical year in 2022. Yeah, he caught a lot of touchdowns. Nigga had like, what, fucking 700 yards? I expect that out of my first round draft pick, bruh. That's what I mean about you guys becoming complacent. Because it ain't like when Jacoby got in there. It ain't like he was throwing to Jahan Dotson. Damn, Buddy must not be open. Newsflash, he ain't. I've been telling you that for three months. Going back to the 2022 draft. Cole Turner must be fucking ass. And I really don't see it because every time we in training camp, he's like fucking prime Jimmy Grant. But he can't even get his fucking jersey. They keep going and telling my man that they're going to go get his jersey later and never bring it to the game. How bad do you have to be to be inactive on this fucking team? Or is this another case of the coaches not realizing talent? Which I think it might be. The offensive line is putrid, but they weren't bad yesterday. They weren't horrible yesterday. A lot of that had to do with Sam holding on to the ball. If you guys go back and look at the film, all Sam's completions were damn near off schedule and out of structure. You can't survive like that in the NFL. Mighty funny there was a pocket when Jacoby Brissett was in the game. When When the processing is a little bit faster, when the foot works a little better, when you're not drifting and running outside of the pocket, backing up 35 yards outside the fucking pocket, trying to leave out the back door. I told y'all, Sam, I was shell-shocked. <clears throat> and I don't blame him. I don't. Buddy been getting his fucking brains beat in for the better part of three months. I would be shell-shocked too. He's all but 5'11". Yeah, he's built like a fucking fire, fire hydrant. But he out there getting fucking... Hit by Greek gods. Week in and week out. That shit is bound to catch up to you at some point. That shit is bound to catch up to you at some point. Charles Leno got hurt yesterday. Got taken out of the game. I hope that that was Charles Leno's last game as a Washington commander. Because Charles Leno fucking sucks. Andrew, excuse me, Andrew Wiley fucking sucks. Tyler Larson is just old as fuck. He plays his heart out, but he's just not that good. The whole offensive line does need a revamp. I understand it. But with the way the quarterback play has been over the last month, the offensive line and just revamping the offensive line isn't your answer. That's not the solution. That's not the solution. Will it help? Yeah. But is it going to take you over the top to be the type of contender that you need in a division with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys? Fuck no. Fuck no. I love Olu Fashanu as much as the next man. Gonzaga Eagle. I've been watching that man play since he was in the 10th grade. Y'all think just bringing in Olu Fashanu is going to take us from 4 to 12 wins? Fuck out of here. With the quarterback play you've been getting over the last month, fuck out of here, bro. I'm sorry. Newsflash, it won't. Newsflash, it won't. Go into this defense. Bro, I'm so ready for John Allen to be off this fucking team. This Alabama wall that we've been praising since, what, 2018 when Deron Payne got drafted? Will this Alabama wall allow Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams to have 152 rushing yards yesterday over five yards per carry? And I know the complacent Washington fans, the ones that always give these niggas every fucking excuse in the fucking book, going to be like, bro, he does that to everybody. Well, guess what? Every fucking team doesn't have $40 million tied up to their starting defensive tackles. He's not supposed to do that to the Washington Commanders. Derron Play played a decent game yesterday. Had a couple tackles for loss. Had a sack. Khalid Hudson, I think, he had 14 combined tackles. Jartavius Martin stood. Yesterday, he was a stud. I think he had about 10 tackles. Making plays in a run game. Making plays in a pass game. But other than that, we knew this defense was some shit. Everybody in the secondary must go. Benjamin St. Juice came to the game just like a fucking Spice Girl yesterday and proceeded to get fucking cooked for the remainder of the game. Everybody talking about pay Cam Curl. Cam Curl sucks, y'all. I get a tackle off the street that can make a couple of tackles. He's the best tackler on a defense that misses a bunch of tackles. That's like being the tallest midget. He don't force no turnovers. He don't force no fumbles, no no interceptions. And now he's a part of all this this secondary that that fucking has fucking coverage busts week in and week out. They're hopping on Twitter, debating podcasters. That's what the fuck we more worried about. Instead of Cooper Cup going 70 yards on our fucking head. Cooper Cup is he's great. Cooper Cup is a great receiver. Cooper Cup's amazing. Cooper Cup ain't been healthy damn near all year, and Cooper Cup wasn't fast to begin with. In no way, in no world, in no era of the NFL, (coughs) should you be seeing a wide receiver or Cooper Cup speed as the only motherfucker in the picture. I'm gonna put it as our thumbnail. That coverage was busted so bad. Cooper Cup's slow ass was the only motherfucker in the picture on that touchdown. You know how far you got to be away from somebody to not be in a picture? Kendall Fuller out there looked like he on his last legs. He back looking like the oldest 29 year old I've ever seen in my life. What did I tell you all at the beginning of this episode? This shit is all bad. This shit is all bad. And the worst part about it. nah it ain't the worst, but it's up there. Is we traded up in the 2020 draft or the 2021 draft for a long snapper that can't fucking snap. I guarantee you right now that I long snap the ball better than Cameron Cheeseman. Who wants to bet on that? Somebody at Cameron Cheeseman, we can set that motherfucker up. A long stapping in competition. Give me your fucking job, bro. I tweeted yesterday, Cameron Cheeseman better get ready to learn Canadian, buddy. Benjamin St. Juice can teach you. On y'all way up to the CFL. Go ball out for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or some shit. The Hamilton Tiger Cats or some shit. Because that's, that's the type of level of play y'all been giving me. Cameron Cheese been out that bitch bowling the ball back there. Getting my man Trestway hurt. Frying my parlay. I had Washington plus seven. So, what does that tell you? Did that last extra point with that fucked up ass snap and Joey Sly missing that kick? Fried my parlay. So, the Washington Commanders kept me from winning about three bands yesterday. And y'all wonder why I hate this team so much. I hate this team right now. I hate this fucking team. So not only do you cost me my sanity, my pride. What else y'all cost me? My Sundays, my time. But now you you short, you keeping me from winning $3,000. You keeping me for compensating for spending all this time with y'all sorry motherfuckers. Fuck out of here. I hate this team, bro. Robert Rivera can't get out this motherfucker anytime sooner, bro. Three weeks from today, I'm going to purposely wake up late as fuck, so I hope that I wake up to Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, and whoever else wants to fucking tell me that Ron Ribery is going to go, or has been let go. I'll drive up to Ashburn and pack his bags my damn self, while giving Benjamin St. Juice and Cameron Cheeseman their flights to Canada. As I told y'all before, we got too many hoes on this team. We're going to be bad for a while. We're going to be bad for a while. We ain't got no Cooper Cups. We ain't got no Kyron Williams. We ain't got no Matthew Staffords. And we damn sure ain't got no Aaron Donalds. And I'm just talking about a team that's won seven games. Ain't like they the most elite of the league. But our talent clearly doesn't stack up. Our talent clearly, we're clearly... Devoid of talent over here in Washington, D.C. And that shit is sad to see. So that will do it for this episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, man. Uh, the Washington Commanders were officially eliminated from the playoff contention yesterday. So you know what that means. Coming to the channel this week will be our mock draft 1.0. And as I've been mentioning throughout this entire episode, might be a quarterback on there. Might be a left tackle. Might be fucking Marvin Harrison Jr. Because when you have so many fucking hoes as you do on this team, you can't go wrong. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't. So be sure to be tapping into the page for mock draft version 1.0. Should we do a reaction video for this boring ass game? We probably will. Just to show you how inept that this organization and this team is. So be sure to tap into the channel for the reaction video as well. And yeah, just a lot more content. Because as I've told you, I'm going to give you 10 times the effort that the Washington Commanders give you. Which ain't much. Which ain't much. Thank you guys for tuning into to this episode. Stay tapped into the page. A lot more fire content coming. And I'll check in on you guys later. Peace.